we have been talking about living offense-free. Will you say that? Living offense-free. And it bears repeating. And just let me, let's do a brief summation of what we've talked about thus far. But one of the things that we have stated is that offense is Satan's number one trap to create vision among God's people. Offense is Satan's number one trap to get people ensnared, to get people to stumble, to get people not only to fall, but take the bait. Now, we're going to be offended, but you don't want the offense to take root. Offense is going to come. But what makes the difference or what differentiates uh, that individual is the one who falls but gets up, opposed to the one who falls and allow that thing to take root. So you want to make sure that, and see, and we've seen throughout this teaching that you can get to a place where nothing offends you. Will you put that up, Psalms 119, 165? Now, what that means is because you are a doer or a lover of God's word, when things offend you, you overlook them. In other words, you don't allow that thing to take root. Why? Because I have taken heed to the word of God. And two, we've seen throughout this teaching that if a person who constantly lives in a state of offense, it's really a sign of spiritual immaturity. And Solomon encouraged us, you know, it's the little foxes or the little things in life that creates uh, uh, or that causes a breach in relationships or causes us to get off course or to venture off course. A whole bunch of little things turning into big things. So you have to make sure that you become a lover of God's word. Great peace. Come on, help me read this. Great peace have they which what? Love thy law and nothing shall offend them. And nothing shall offend them. In other words, when the offense come, see, you only offend it when it takes root. Yeah, I heard what you said, but I overlooked it so it didn't take root. Are you here? So, and this is a place, beloved, that we should aspire to get to as believers where nothing offends us. Will you say this? I can get to that place in God where I am living a stress-free strife-free, stuck-free life. That is the place where you want to get to, where nothing offends you. Now, as I was meditating this week, and, and Lord, what shall I say? Should I pick up here? Or Because as I study, he gives me messages, and there are certain times where I would teach those messages. So I'm hearing as to uh, what to continue with or what to teach next. But as I was thinking about this, uh, we really have to understand, beloved, that, that there are a lot of people who never get to this place where nothing offends them. And the reason why I think Holy Spirit has us here, uh, still here, is because we've seen throughout this teaching that a brother offended is harder to win than a fortified city or a strong city. So having said that, you have to realize that when people get offended, they hold it so long that one or two messages on offense is not sufficient enough for some to get to that place where they let it go. And another thing, offense, to take that bait, to allow it to take root, is a choice. You don't have to be offended. You don't have to be offended. So, again, it's a mark, guys, of spiritual immaturity. Are you with me? So, and we've seen throughout this teaching, you can put the verse up for their hearing in Luke 17. The Word of God, a couple of things we want to take note from that passage of Scripture. Number one, it's impossible that no offenses are going to come. Offenses are going to come. When you say this, offenses 
will come. Then uh, something else we learned from that is that we should take heed to our first, they're going to come. Second, I don't want to be the one causing another to stumble. And thirdly, listen, take heed to yourself. You stay on guard. You make sure that you don't allow that thing to cause you to take offense. You make sure that you don't allow that thing to cause you to stay stuck. Then, too, we said there are four ways. There may be more, but we gave you four primary ways how offense gets sown into our hearts. Number one, what others said to us. <laughs> what they said to us. It used to be a thing we said as kids, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt me. It, you know, there, there's some truth in the, you know, to that, but, but even though and we know words hurt, but when you understand that, but words never hurt me, listen, yeah, it hurt, but I didn't allow it to take root. So it's just as if you never said it. Oh, man. Why? Because I over... Are y'all here? So we are offended at what, others, at what others, what, said to us. We get offended at what others did not say to us. That's why we have to guard our hearts. Make sure we're not entertaining the wrong thoughts. It's not that... Perhaps he didn't appreciate the meal, but maybe there were some other things on his mind or uh, got him caught off guard where he did not thank you for such a great meal. Huh. It's not that she doesn't appreciate you fellas for taking out the trash or for whatever you do or paying the bills and she doesn't say it as often as you would like, but perhaps... Uh, she, she, it just escaped her mind. It's not that she doesn't appreciate it, but if I don't understand that, every little thing could cause, uh, why well, wash the car? And you could, at, at least you could have said thank you. And, it, and it's even worse in the church. They don't let me preach. They don't let me pray. They don't let me do. They don't. Perhaps it's because you were forever offended, and we don't need that spirit up over the people. Well, I greet at this door uh, for five years and not one person ever says thank you. Well, if you're doing it for that reason, you need to stop. Because you should be serving as un unto the Lord. And if nobody ever says thank you, you have to know that the Lord will reward me. So we get offended at what others said to us, what others did not say to us, what others did to us. I'll write these down if I were you. And what others did not do for us. You'll be amazed of how many people even now are still harboring unforgiveness over somebody who didn't loan them whatever. $20. Phone bill. I remember years ago we had a gentleman who, uh, and we help people all the time. All, all, every, a, done, a, a month does not go by where we're not assisting somebody to some degree in the church. Yes. So, uh, uh, some years ago, you know, uh, gentlemen, you know, now we picking him up. You know, it costs gas to pick people up. Vans aren't, you know, it costs money to fill up a van. Drive all the way across town, which we don't mind, but, you know, I'm, I think I'm number. I might be number two, what others didn't say. Could at least say, thank you for picking you up. <laughs> Could say, thank you. But, uh, you know, the gentleman, you know, we assisted him a couple of times, but it got to the point where, okay, now, okay, now you're just trying to milk us. So he called one day and literally threatened to leave the church. 
if we didn't pay, what was it, his phone bill or his mama's, what was it? His mother's, his mother's, his mother's cell phone bill? Go figure. You see, it sounds trivial, but we have believers even today who get bent out of shape. Because, the church, see, the church is, oh, man, it's not here to pay your bills. The church, now, the church may help us, but that's not, no, that's why you work. That's why you should be a good steward over your finances. Yeah, yeah. See, 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 we don't, we, see, my tithe goes to God, not, so, 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 you know, you never hear people say, I pay my tithes and I pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you ought to be blessed then if you're doing it with the right heart. It, the, the, the least they could do is pay my mortgage, all the money I done gave then, you know, and you pull up their record and they gave $9 in the last seven years. I don't want to get into that. What others, so people get offended by what others said to them, what others did not say to them, what others did to them, and what others did not do for them. That word offense, the Greek word scandalon, write this down. It means A snare, a stumbling block, a cause for error. It's the part of the trap that ensnares its prey, the trigger of a trap. This word stumble, it stresses, watch this, the method of entrapment of how someone is caught by their own devices. In other words, what he's saying is that most are offended by their own personal biases or carnal thinking. That's why you have those who have really been offended and those who think they have been offended. So, so it, it stresses the idea of people being offended by their own carnal thinking or personal biases. So most often than not, most people who are offended Offended again goes back to that the immature because the scripture tells us great peace have they that love thy law. So if I'm a lover of God's word and what that literally means to live in agreement flock with the word of God, I do what the word of God says do relative to this situation. And if I do what he says to do relative to this situation, then I will be infused with his power and that enables me to rise above the thing. See. It's not your strength. You're trusting in him. Are you here? So we, we get from, from that word, scandal, we get the English word, scandalizo, from which we get the words or the definition scandalize or one who uh, engages in malicious and defamatory talk. That's why that's another sign of someone who's defending. They do a lot of talking. Want to put others down. Are you here? So metaphorically, it's any person or thing which is, it, it, which is entrapped or one who is drawn into error or to sin. So when you are offended, you always go into error, which leads to sin or missing the mark. Are you here? Now, this is important, guys. So we're not, we, we haven't been here for some time because of happenstance. And even Jesus declared... That in the last days, there are going to be those who are going to be offended. They're going to hate one another. Are you guys here? Let me show you something. Second Timothy 3. Let me get verses 1 through 5. Now, I was reading and I stumbled across this survey. And this survey was saying that 80% or more of church congregants harbor unforgiveness towards one another. 80%. So that means (laughs) 
the majority of you are offended at somebody right now. And I'm sensing it from here over. And I'm also sensing it from here over. Eighty <laughs> percent. Little things. Allowing little things to turn into big things. Eighty percent. That means 80 percent of believers are, are those church congregants are harboring ill feelings toward different people within the congregation. See, that's why you have to be strong, guys. That's why we have to do what, let, let me show you something. what the word says do. Let, let me show you just a couple verses. Are you here? First, John 5, 3, Amplified. Let me show you something real quick. Lee. You there? For, now we just seen the Psalm 119, 165, great peace have they that what? Love your law. Again, what that literally means, those who do what the word says to do, then that person will live in a constant state of peace. For the true love of God is this, that we what? Habitually keep his commandments. And re, again, guys, talking about his word, not the 10. And it was more than 10. Israel, there were about 600 and something laws that they had to keep, which they couldn't keep. Okay, so let, let's, that's another class, okay, who, for the true love of God is this, that we habitually keep what? His commandments and remain focused on, his, again, one, we should, what does habitual mean? Regular, consistently, more often than not, okay, watch this. First, we should, the true love, so if I'm a true love of God, I'm going to always respond the way he desires that I respond. Okay? Notice then it says, and remain focused on his precepts. As I stated last week, our job is to remain focused on what his word said, not what they did. Most people mess up. Is where most people were, were the reason why that offense take root is because they are more constant, they're more focused on the offense than they are his word. That's why, and we've seen in Matthew uh, 5, remember Jesus said, I know it's been said. Hate that. See, and that's what we focus on. You slap me, I slap you. You curse me, I curse you. I know it's been said, but I say love. See? So if I'm really a lover of God's word, I'm going to do or respond the way he says to respond. Do you see this? Now, uh, let me show you another one. 1 John 2.10, Amplified. And I want to get somewhere in Timothy because what the Lord was saying, and, and I was saying this earlier, this whole teaching is about ridding ourselves of spiritual toxins, getting rid of those little things that keep you off track, ridding yourselves of toxic environments, toxic people, toxic thoughts. Watch this. Where you get to that place where your living daughter stress-free, strife-free, and stuck-free. You don't have to hold it. And nobody, and, and that's not negating the offense because some people really do things that really hurt and say some things that really hurt. But, but for the believer, Jesus, I say though, know what they say. I know how you were raised to act or respond, but I say it is so easy to be led by our emotions. 
but you cannot afford to be led by your emotions. Are you here? The one who loves and accepts. See, guys, that's why, notice now, that place, great peace, have they that love that law, nothing offends them? That's a place of maturity, and it takes a, a process. So you don't get there overnight. You don't get there by being saved X amount of years. You get there by responding the way the word says respond at every offense. No one said it's going to feel good. No one said it's going to be easy. No one said that there may, there may be nights where you, you are crying and, and, and still, Lord, help me. You know, no, we're going to need his strength. But at the end of the day, if you want to live in peace, you have to respond the way he said to respond. And you can't let mama and them, sister and them, friends and them, Keep fueling you with their toxic poison and cause you not to release the unforgiveness. Example, well, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not ready to forgive them yet. And see, so now you hear that foolishness and you stay in strife because big mama don't want to get in the word or do the word or big brother or little bro or whatever the situation may be. Guys, 80% or more at any given time are operating in offense in the church. And we think this is not a serious message. And there's a bigger agenda behind this. And we're going to show you something in a second. The ones who love and unselfishly seeks the best for his believing brother lives what? In the light. And to him there is no occasion for stumbling or offense. He does not hurt the cause of Christ. Or lead it. See? Again, I say it's a, it's a place of maturity that you get to. And when you're mature, you don't lead others into offense or to cause them to go in error. You know, like I said a few weeks ago, just an example is, you know, sometimes you almost hate to see a whole family join. Well, not the cousin and them and the coworkers, because when they get mad, it creates a chain. Well, what did I do to you? That's my friend. Huh. What the word say about that? Because if that person is really mature, listen, guys, let me deal with this. You stay put. If God called you there, you stay put. Let me deal with. See, we see that's mature. We, we, see, I can tell now we don't like that. Well, that's my mama. I don't care what. Yeah, that, that's my mama. That's my mama. But see, your mama can't determine the eternal state of your soul. And your mind says to be, I'm not going to hell for my mama, my daddy, husband. Wife, sister, brother, child. I know some of you don't like that because you love your mama so much. I love my mama dearly, but she would not want me to go to hell for her. But see, and the reason why, oh, and I sense that, the reason why we, we hold to that, to, we hold so tight to that unforgiveness, because see, you kept feeding it. That's why a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And the, the longer you hold that thing, the greater. Watch this. Watch. The greater that hold becomes, and it makes it that much harder to release. Brother Damien, see, again, we have to get to the place where we're not justifying the offense. But I'm, I'm getting myself out of this prison. I'm not going to allow what you did to hold me in jail. I'm freeing myself. Are you here? We all over the place, but Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. Proverbs 19.11, Amplified. We just flow with him however he want to do it. I'm not even going to worry about trying to be... Was that holding, just holding it, harboring it. Let that thing go. But see, see, see. Here, here's the thing, and we said this at the beginning. See, and when you allow offense to take root, 
You become a magnet to rebellion. Lying, envy, strife, hatred, jealousy, bitterness, rage, murder, unforgiving. We've seen this. Are you here? Don't give that person that kind of power over your life. Again, we're not excusing the offense. But imagine, and for some minutes, it's been years. And you still, and listen, you are not at peace. Yeah, you sleep, but you don't rest. Yeah, outwardly you laughing, but you're crying on the inside because you know I'm still holding that thing. And it's hurting you more than a person who caused the offense. People play with it. But if you're really mature, oh, well, the verse we just read, you're not going to cause others. See, you don't want to hurt the cause of Christ. That's why, again, when you're offended, guess what you... I try to tell as many people as I can. Why? And see, if you're a real friend, why would you want me to be in... Why would you want to entrap me? If you really care for me, why are you trying to hurt me? Because that's what you're doing. Why do you want me to feel what... I thought you were my friend. Well, why would you hurt me? See, they're only thinking about themselves. Immature. Are you here? Good sense and discretion make a man slow to anger. Good sense. And it's an honor and glory to what? Overlook a transgression. Or and Without, see, if you're seeking revenge and harboring resentment, you allow that thing to take root. Well, well you don't know, my, my daddy just went there. Forgive the man. Perhaps the man didn't have a man in his life. And see, here's the thing. We think just because somebody gets married, they have the tools necessary to have a blissful marriage. Amen. And most people get married. You're just bringing a history of foolery together if you have not been Watch this, uh, uh, trained or, or have some information or tools, rather, how to conduct a godly marriage, which he gives the instruction. Why? Because he is the one who instituted marriage, the marriage bond. So just because you got two people who get married, that, that doesn't mean they have any idea what they're doing. It's just because you're old enough to produce a baby doesn't mean that you know how to be a mother or father. So some people, they, they just didn't know how to be a father. They didn't know how to be a mother. And, and so we hold on to. See, to love. As Let's go to Matthew 6. Oh, Lord, just however you want to. See, see, see. To, 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 no, see, I, I keep hearing you. I'm just supposed to forget Nobody's saying you're going to forget it. Nobody's expecting you to forget. We said forgive. But, but here's the true essence, and remember this. Here's the true essence of forgiveness. When you really forgive someone, it's not that you forget, but because I forgave, it's just as if it never happened. So I don't keep bringing it up because I really forgave you. Yeah, I remember it. But it doesn't affect me like it once did because I let it go. And if I keep rehashing it, perhaps uh, you probably give me Matthew 6. Are you here? Let me show you something. See, we think nobody said forget. But, but listen, if you, if you really forgave, it would be just as if, like, it, the thing never happened. 
So you know your spouse forgave you when she no longer brings it up. See, if it comes up in every argument, he ain't forgave you. Oh, this, see, again, this is for mature saints. You, you don't get here because you've been saved three years. You get here because you've been a doer of the word of God. And I'm going to tell you something. The, the people that, that perhaps you thought offended you or know whether they know or not, let me tell you what they are doing. Living their best life, as y'all say. Matthew, you see, you have heard that it was said. Blood thickening in water. Just be saying silly stuff. You have said, family sticks together no matter what, through thick and th You should love and stick together. But what a great divide comes in is when this sticking together calls me to dishonor God's word. That's where I get off. When this sticking together calls me to do opposite of the word, uh, I don't like this train any longer. Are you here? You have heard that it was said, you shall what? Love your neighbor, fellow man, and hate your enemy. We have Christians. I haven't heard Christians. I hate them. Man, they, oh, man. Ooh, that hurt. That I almost offended. I, I've been offended at folk when they said that. I hate them. Ooh, that offended me. I ain't take it though. I ain't let it take root. But I like, man, that's some strong, that's some strong stuff. I hate them. I hate to see them come. Who you think is ruining? <laughs> but I say to you. See, you should put your name where it says you. I know what's been said, but Jesus says to you. What? Let, let me tell you something. You, you, you can't come close to defining agape with the exclusion of God because God is love. So if you try to define agape love without including God, you are so far off it, it doesn't make any sense. Because he is love. So for the believer, when I understand love, I respond like love responds. That's why agape is unconditional. It's not based on conditions. So agape is not concerned with how you treat me, whether I know you or not. Agape loves because that's what it does. Even when it's treated wrong, it agape can't help but to love. And if we, you know, I love God and I'm a believer, then we should respond. And see, and when, whenever we respond the way he says to respond, daughter, that identifies us as his children. Oh, you missed that. Because the other person is thinking, there's no way that he should be forgiving me after what I did to him. There has to be a bigger motivating force inside of him for him to forgive me after what I said. See, they don't know how to, see, people don't know how to handle you, Alina, when you respond because they're looking for you to clap back. Oh, I'm not worried about it, ain't Are y'all here? 
But I say to you what love, that is unselfishly seek the best or the higher good for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Notice Jesus is creating a new standard here. Agape is not mercurial. It's not fickle. It's not sometime. It's not, okay, when you're good. See, that's easy. There's nothing special about loving people who are lovable. You want to sow some maturity? Love those. <laughs> who are nearly impossible. <laughs> See, watch, watch this. And you can't do it. On, that's why you need history. When you are weak, greater is he that is in. Huh? You can't do it on your own. You'll never be able to do it. And that's why I think some hold on to it so long because they're tr- you can't do it, sir, ma'am. You're going to have to depend on Jesus. Just like the doctor told you to take three of these every two hours, you have to take this word as often as you need to to help with the healing. Oh, it's quiet in the house. First Corinthians, real quick. I just wanted to show you something real quick, and we'll come back. Oh, see how missing a week I have to. I'm all. First Corinthians, uh, Amplified, thirteen, uh, four through eight. Let's look at something real quick. See, you deceive yourself, James says, when you just hear the word. That's you're deceiving yourself. Don't just hear the word. Do what it says. Don't be hearers only, but what? Do, see, that there's the opportunity word. Doers of the word. Love endures what? With patience, serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It is not proud or arrogant. See, y'all remember that word proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked. Nor, see, overly sensitive. That made me feel some kind of way. Grow up. See, that's a sign of spiritual immaturity. See, you have to learn how to be mature. Be a cooler. The waitress may be having a bad day. And what, what the Christian just left church. Got a funk attitude. You just, just be going in. Use it as an opportunity to share Jesus. Maybe she got a bit of bad news. Maybe he just, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is, but you can determine your response. Are you here? I tell you what, and I've done it more times than I can count. Show out on them at the end. Give them a humongous tip. See, that, that cools that thing. It overlooks. Why? Because you're not overly sensitive. You know what? Some bona fide Bible, had your Bible on the table at lunch and doing Bible verses. Why are you eating lunch? Just left church. Won't leave a tip, but write a scripture down and talk about bless you. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices what? With the truth. When right and truth prevail. Next verse, 7 and 8. And we'll come back over this later. Love what? Bears all things, regardless of what comes. Believes all things, looks for, looking for the 
best. See, are you looking for the best in everybody, in each one? Hopes all things, remain in what? Steadfast during difficult times. Endures all things without weakness. See, you can't do that without the word. Love never fails. It never fades nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. But love. Let me show you something in first, second Timothy. So I wish you guys would. It's just 11. The games don't start till what time, guys? And see, with the seriousness of this, we should be willing to sit in here all day if necessary, Pastor. I, listen, I got a whole lot of, it, 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 it's, it's a whole, yeah. And, and, and some have a whole lot of people to forgive and things to let go. For real. It's just not one person. See, see, watch, watch this. When it becomes easy for you to harbor unforgiveness towards another, it, it, it creates a trickle effect. And you start harboring, you got, when you go down your list, there's 20 people you mad at. Or more. In some cases. Are you here? But let me show you something. And here we see the Apostle Paul, he's exhorting and warning believers. And he describes the nature of of people in the last days, and we see this now, guys. And see, why, why is this so important? Because the first thing that goes is your hearing when you are offended. Again, referring back to what Proverbs declares is that a brother offended is harder to win. See, he's not willing to listen to anybody. He becomes rigid. She becomes, st- listen, this is why it's so important not to let it take root because you become hard-hearted against God. That's why it's harder to win. I don't want to hear. I know what Jesus said, but I'm clinging to what's being said. Are you here? And see, you don't want to ever get to the place where you are no longer hearing are heeding, that is, to the voice. Some people hear, but they're so rigid and stiff-necked and bent against the Word of God. They hear, but they don't do. And in the times we're living in now, wherever you are a member, you want to be up under somebody, listen now, who's hearing from God, man. Because some of the stuff that I'm hearing pastors say now, I'm like, Lord, I'm praying for the sheep. And don't think everybody who preaches in a pulpit from the Bible are people who actually live in agreement with the Word. There are, you got preachers just as fearful and afraid as some congregants. And I don't know if I can follow, well, I know I can't follow somebody in confidence who in themselves lacks confidence. You follow somebody who's not sure and timid and, and you better, listen, if, whatever way he or she is bending, make sure that they're bending in God's direction. Let me give. I don't. Uh, uh, let me give you this, and we'll get to a stopping place. Remember this: there are some terrible times coming in the last days. People will love only themselves and money. They will be proud and boast about themselves. Watch out for that. Because if you got to talk about all you have, perhaps you don't have much. Be humble. Let, 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 let me tell you something. Let, let, let me tell you something. 
This is why you should walk in humility because, one, if, if you believe, you know, and you're honoring the word, you know it's our God. God, God is your source. Uh, you know, and no matter how big your house is, there's going to be someone who has one bigger. No, watch this. You can have a whatever, whatever. There's always going to be somebody. Hey, yeah, this is a 2023. It hasn't came out yet. Well, there's somebody who have a 2024. Okay? Prideful. Are you here? You don't have to try to one-up somebody. Just, just be, listen, love God and, and be a light. They will have no love for others. Watch this. Here we go. And we'll refuse to forgive anyone. They will talk about others to hurt them and will have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate. Listen, they will hate what is good. So as long as you harbor that and hold on to it, you'll get to the place where anything close to good, you hate it. See, what I want you to see here is that when you allow offense to take root, it hurts you more than the offender. Are you here? People would turn away. People would turn against their friends. And let me, I submit to you one of the reasons why they're going to turn against their friends because they're going to have friends who will refuse to capitulate to their nonsense. And since they don't stand with them in their era, oh, well, you're not my friend anymore. Well, so be it then. I'm following God. Are you here? People would turn against their friends. They would do foolish things without thinking and would be so proud of themselves. Instead of loving God, they would what? Love pleasure. Look at verse 5. They, I think your translation says have a form of godliness but denying the power. They would go on pretending to be devoted to God, but they will refuse, listen to this, to let that devotion change the way they live. Stay away. Exclamation point. Do you see this? See, again, if I'm, if I am really devoted to God, then there will be a deviation of ways that are inconsistent with the way God tells me to live. So if I'm devoted to God, I, then I'm going in the direction of his word, not keep going in error. As a matter of fact, the mere fact that you deviate from wrong living is a sign that I am a son of God, that I'm devoted, oh man, to God. Stay away from people like these. Notice he says, they will go on pretending in other words, he's saying this, avoid those who assert, who assert with lip service. Uh, watch out for people who do a lot of talking. These are people who have a form of godliness, but live contrary. You know, they do a lot of talking, but can't forgive such and such. Still mad at such and such. Still offended at sunset. See, it's that way. Did I say this? The Word of God says this. Are you here? Okay. Watch this. This is very important, and we'll pick up here next week. See, you succumb to your surroundings. Yeah. You yield to your surroundings. You've heard the saying, association breeds assimilation. You start looking like, you start mimicking people you say you're mentors. And that's why, you know, Apostle Paul says, follow me as I follow 
Christ. What, what's your mentor like? People you call my close circle, my... Are they lovers of the word? Do they gossip? Do they slander? Do, do they harbor? See, are you guys... We're talking about Christians. And you cannot be afraid to walk away from toxic relationships, guys. And, and this is probably, and I end with this, this is, the probably, this is probably the most important why, and we can pick up here. I just wanted to get this verse to you, and we'll go back over it next week. But notice he said you have to watch people who, who have a form. That's why you have to be so discerning. See, when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, he'll, he'll show you, you he, you'll see right through the exterior. Oh, yeah, you're like, man, you, you're fake. Are you here? Our social circle, listen, your social circle, those who, whom you are close to, in the church, without the church, whomever, they affect how you see, how you sow, and how you serve. So a good indication that I'm around the wrong people, I no longer serve. And I'm not just talking about in church, but the word, the Lord. I live how he desires I live. Your serving is off. Your sowing is off. Offended people don't give. I mean, they give hell, but they don't, they don't give. I mean, they're not going to give of themselves. They're not, they're not going to give. They're, they're, they're not. All their attention is on. And they affect how you see. So you start seeing from a warped perspective because of that's all I'm around. So people, if, if you hang around angry people, people who are easily offended, Guess what happened to you? Are y'all hearing this? I'm done. I know you're ready to go. Let you go. We're not holding you against your will. Let's end with this verse, these verses, Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. And look, all of this was just review. So perhaps there are some who aren't passing the test because we are still reviewing. So be ready to take new tests now. Are y'all here? Tyson, I don't, I don't heard it several times. The Lord would have you to know there's going to be a spirit of boldness that you're going to stop, start operating in, spirit of boldness. Now, the Bible declares that the righteous are bold as lions. And he said that you're going to begin to do this because sometimes people take your demeanor because you're laid back, soft-spoken, and it's not always intentional, but people will take that or use it to their advantage so sometimes they'll say things, uh, and you know, not that you agree with it, but, you know, you might, hmm, you know. But even though you don't agree with it, the seed is still planted. So what's going to happen because of that spirit of boldness, when people say things that are off and you know that they're off, you're going to begin to put them in check right then and right there, therefore not allowing that seed to take root. So just receive that. I, I heard it several times, and, you know, so, Lord, if it's you, then I decree it. So, but over, you, you're going you're gonna to see it. You're going to begin to walk in a greater boldness. And not that you're not bold, but you're going to, you, it's almost like you'll walk away and say, I should have said something. So you'll go from, I should have said to, I'm glad I said what I said. It doesn't mean you're going to be ugly, but if you hear it, now you know what? I don't receive that. And you're going to put people in their place. And so you have to, and all of you have this attitude. If you're not, if you don't have enough respect 
for me to cross the line and to bring that to me, then I'm going to be bold enough to put you back across the line. So receive that. Are you here? So, so, so let, let, let's, let's end with this verse, Proverbs 22, 24, 25. Do not be friends with people who become angry easily. Do y'all see this? Don't stay around quick-tempered people. If you do, huh? You may learn to be like them. You will have the same problems they do. Watch this. You'll know when the climate changes, when you go from being stuck-free, strife-free, and stress-free now to holding yourself against people, restless, not really at peace. You see, you have to start looking at the people around you. When you start disliking people who've never done anything to you, start looking at who I've been hanging around. Because this woman has not did one thing to me. This man has not did one thing. Why am I feeling this way against? Because of what you've been hearing. See, your social circle affects how you see, how you serve. So at a time where I was once committed, I no longer serve. Why? Because the people I hang around disrespect their husbands and disrespect their wives. So you no longer serve your husband or serve your wife. Why? Because I hang around people who don't do it. Pastor Tracy used to be, I use her, I don't want to use me. She used, well, I use myself. Pastor Ray used to be the next best thing to slice bread. But, but everything he says now offends me. Why? Just as an example, you used to love me. You used to like me. Watch your circle. God is giving words. God, we sit here, look, no, receive this. You used to like Sister Sweet Potato. Why don't you like Sister Sweet Potato now? What has she done? No, you dislike Sister Sweet Potato because Sister Collard Greens. See, I have to use these words because if I use your name, then you'll bust out of here and slamming doors because he's talking about me. So now you start mimicking the same attitude as Sister Collard Greens. God is who, he who has ears to hear, hear. Guys, let me, let me tell you something. Get to that place. Again, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's a great place, place to be where nothing, man, offends you. I'm going to tell you, people say things, people do things, but I don't let any of that stuff take root. One, I can't control you. The one thing I can control is how I respond to how you act. I don't let that, I let it, I overlook it. No big deal. I had this mindset, why am I letting that affect me? He hadn't paid one bill. She hadn't paid one credit card bill. One car note, one mortgage. So why am I putting all of my energy into somebody who is not helping me Advance in any level. Are you here? I'm done. And I submit, thank you, Holy Spirit. Notice the, the survey said about 80% or more of congregants are offended at other people. And I submit to you the reason why that number is so large is because the circle that people are in since you mad at them, guess what? Now the whole, what we call click, which is foolishness, is mad. Quit allowing people, quit going to lunch with people who are doing nothing more than using this as an occasion to spew toxic and poison information into you. Don't, don't use yourself as a trash can or garbage can for toxic foolery. Because you should be living stress-free, strife-free. 
and stuck free. Come on, let's get the Lord hand clap and praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.